A new analysis of police data suggests that Mayor Lightfoot's amended curfew for city youth is having very little effect on crime and is hitting black and brown neighborhoods disproportionately. Block Club Chicago is reporting that police made only one arrest over the summer related to the curfew and that most of the curfew citations and reports were issued on the south and west sides. Mayor Lightfoot made changes to the curfew back in May, saying that it was a crime prevention tactic. Here with more on this story is Melody Mercado. She covers the loop and surrounding neighborhoods for Block Club. Welcome back, Melody. Thanks for having me. So for anyone not familiar, I'm going to have you start by bringing us up to speed on what exactly prompted this revised curfew. It moved up to 10 p.m. from 11 p.m. in May, and it now includes 17-year-olds. So what was this change meant to accomplish? So initially, uh, this was prompted uh, by the mayor because of a teen that was shot and killed at the Bean in Millennium Park. And so um, in an effort to uh, curb violence and um, large groupings of of youth after hours downtown and other areas of the city, but predominantly downtown, the idea was to implement a curfew in Millennium Park, but uh, change the city code in order to change uh, the overall curfew across the whole city, which um, city council did end up approving, uh, which changed the curfew from 11 p.m. to 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the weekends, which meant that seven days a week, the curfew for youth 17 and under was 10 p.m. Yeah, big change for them. Uh, activists, though, and, and organizers, they've said that the curfew ended up unfairly targeting black and brown youth, which I mentioned. It, it They say that it shuts off the already limited number of public spaces where they can just go out and hang out. Tell us a little bit more about the mayor's motivation here. Um, m- mostly the mayor said her motivation behind changing the curfew was to um, make people more aware that our curfew existed in the first place. She was very strong in saying our purpose with this curfew change is not to arrest youth. It's not to, you know, pick up youth, quote unquote, um, or, or, you know, put them in uncomfortable situations, but to get them home at a reasonable time um, and and to do that by, uh, you know, changing the curfew and just making it a priority. So tell us a little bit more about this data that I mentioned up top, Melody. You tracked arrests, citations and reports. Explain what those mean. So um, we know that curfew enforcement means um, those three different things within the department. Um, So we requested all curfew enforcement between May 27th and August 8th. And that showed us, you know, 119 reports, seven citations and one arrest was issued during that time period. Um, Now, reports means that a, a Chicago police officer um, confronted or stopped uh, a, a minor that they thought might have been in violation of the curfew. Whenever they stop a minor for that, they ha- they are required to make a report. That doesn't mean that they get a citation and that doesn't mean that they're arrested. It just means that that interaction did occur and did exist. So it, this interaction occurred and existed after 10 p.m.? Yes, correct. Okay. So parts of the uh, northwest and west sides recorded the most curfew-related reports, as you described them. And then that was followed by areas like the far south side, the far north side, far southwest side, and the north lakefront. So what does it tell us then that the most reports happened in those neighborhoods? 
So um, activists argue that the that these reports and I spoke with Kara Crutcher, who is the lawyer for Good Kids Mad City, mm-hmm. um, and she said that that she herself is a lifelong Chicagoan. And a lot of these concentrated reports, she argues, are in police districts that uh, black and brown youth mostly live in. Um, and, and she argues that this shows that the uh, youth curfew is being enforced disproportionately in those neighborhoods, which is what they were worried about all along. Yeah. And and uh, that uh, social justice organization, Good Kids Mad City, as you mentioned, Melody, does it say that it may sue the city? Yes. And um, this was something that was brought up at the beginning of Lollapalooza because the curfew has what activists are calling a Lollapalooza loophole, which allows youth that are going to ticketed events that happen after curfew that as long as they're going home right after and they have, you know, proof of with this ticket showing that they were going to this event, that that they are safe from sort of like the curfew enforcement and mm-hmm. able to go home. Um, and Youth with Good Kids Mad City uh, sort of protested the first day of Lollapalooza, saying that this is unfair. You know, Lollapalooza tickets are expensive. They're calling it a double standard. A double standard, exactly. And so they uh, they said that we want to sit down with the mayor, we want to sit down with the city and try to see, like, what kind of leeway we can get here. Maybe the city would be willing to repeal it. If not, like we are ready and um, we are ready to move forward with a possible lawsuit to sue the city in order to get that repealed. I mean, and when you looked into the the numbers, I mean, did you find a difference in enforcement around an event like Lollapalooza? Well, you know, we were looking specifically, I was looking at the dates of Lollapalooza and Lollapalooza takes place, uh, if I'm remembering my districts correctly, it would be the first district. Um, There wasn't a lot of curfew reports in the first district at that time. And again, the first district is so big, it's it extends down into, you know, the South Loop starts to touch the the south side. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really hard to say, like, where those exact reports occurred. Um, But we found that the curfew enforcements that were happening during Lollapalooza weekend weren't actually happening in the first and 18th district. Yeah, yeah. We we know, as as we mentioned, the mayor changed this in response to that fatal shooting um, where uh, 16-year-old Shondell Holiday was killed near the Bean. Yet downtown police districts, they only saw, according to your reporting, seven reports from Memorial Day to Lollapalooza. Mm hmm. Yes. What do you make of that? um, Seven. Yes. And so, uh, you know, Kara Crutcher had said, you know, this is very interesting as something that was supposed to be. And it it was uh, said it was supposed to help uh, decrease crime downtown. And we see sort of uh, the 18 district specifically only had one report. And the 18 district is actually, you know, seeing a big trend upward in crime. Um, and saying that it's not showing what it was supposed to do and it's not being implemented in the areas that it said it was going to be. I see. We'll talk more about that. All said and done, Melody, did this curfew have any recognizable impact on crime in Chicago or crime in any specific neighborhoods with the most reports? Um, I don't think so, no. 
Um, and the reason for that is because, you know, we're looking at the areas that ha- that did have the most reports and we're not seeing crime trending downwards. Yeah, it looks like it's kept pace with last year. Yep, exactly. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking with Melody Mercado from Block Club Chicago. We're discussing what she learned about the city's youth curfew from police data. So the mayor said, quote, um, that big, huge gatherings of young people, that that's decreasing since this curfew has been revised uh, in May. But the mayor's office actually didn't explain how that's being measured. Is that right? Correct. So, um, again, what makes a big, huge gathering? Right. I think that this was what we were seeing a lot early earlier in the summer where um, a lot of youth might have been going to the the beaches uh, along Chicago um, where residents are saying, you know, youth are wreaking havoc and the beaches after hours and and things of that nature. Um, But again, there was no response from the mayor's office to say this is how we're measuring that. Uh, All we have is the data of curfew enforcement. So it's really hard to say exactly, you know, if that occurred, where did it occur and when? Yeah. And you talked about this before, that this updated curfew, it's allowing the police to actually conduct what's called these investigatory stops, right? Uh, Which they couldn't do before. Is that correct? Um, I'm not. 100% 100% sure on that, but I know that Alderman Hopkins had told me that police leadership in the 1st and 18th District had specifically told him to please vote yes for changing the curfew because it would allow us to do some investigatory stops um, to be able to determine and uh, whether or not like a crime is going to be committed or um, whether or not, you know, laws are being broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 36 Ward Alderman Gilbert uh, Viegas actually told you the curfew is a, quote, waste of time. Right. And he went on to say, we've got to take a look at the root causes of crime and violence. What other responses are you getting from public officials or have you heard? I think we're seeing um, arguments from both sides of the from the aisle. Um, Like, for example, Alderman Raymond Lopez, who's typically very uh, pro police pro-police um, had said that he was against the curfew change from the beginning because it's not something that's that had been utilized in the past. We know that in 2021, there are 364 uh, minors that were found in violation of the curfew. Mm-hmm. That averages out to just one a day. And so he argued, why are we going to make this change when we're not even utilizing it? Yeah. Versus the other side, we're seeing other aldermen say that this disproportionately will target black and brown youth in the communities when they're just trying to hang out in the park, trying to be with their friends, trying to enjoy their summer. They're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Well, if the question in my mind is if if teens aren't supposed to be congregating at a place like the bean or as you brought up a moment ago the beach has the mayor suggested where they should be spending time instead um the mayor uh, over the summer did implement a uh, new initiative to try to uh, do and host more events for youth in various wards um, I talked to Alderman Moore, who said that he had actually hosted four of those in his wars, and he said that they were helpful, and that's what youth are looking for, but that he just wants to see more of them. And I think that all other aldermen are wanting more of those events in their wards as well, because they argue we need to give youth something to do, but we need to give them, you know, yeah. we have to come up with these events and host them. Yeah, no, I, I remember the argument back in the spring talking about just, you know, creating more programs 
maybe having more jobs available for people that age, just giving them something to do. Because the answer is not necessarily telling them to stay home because mm-hmm. you and I have both been teens. <laughs> that doesn't work. Right, right. So if, if Good Kids Mad City uh, does move forward with the lawsuit that you mentioned, how do you think that could potentially impact the curfew? And, and what kind of timetable could we be looking at for any changes to take place? So uh, last time I spoke with Kara, they are still trying to meet with the city. There have been conversations about trying to set up a meeting, and those are still happening. But, you know, schedule conflicts, just getting off of summer, a busy time, um, still trying to get something in the books. Uh, So it's hard to say what a timeline exactly looks like at this time. Um, But they say in uh, their letter to the city that they delivered at the beginning of Lollapalooza um, that other states uh, and other cities Sorry, other cities specifically have been able to repeal their curfew um, underground, saying that it wasn't actually something productive and it wasn't something that was um, really useful to the city. So they've seen this type of action work before. Yes. Interesting. Melody Mercado with Block Club Chicago. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me.